What is going on, everybody? This is B.A. Scott here at Gather Church. Number one, a couple of things before we get started and get too much into it. I need a couple of things from you. Number one, I know that for some of y'all watching, you were in church last night. Y'all are probably tired. Thank you for being here. On the other side, some of y'all was in the club last night and you were probably also tired. Thank you for being here. At Gather Church, we just want to see people come together. We want to see people know Jesus, know Jesus in a real way while doing community together. So over the next year of time, I want to just kind of give you a real quick overview of what Gather Church will look like. So number one, welcome to church. If you ask somebody, hey, did you go to church this week? You could tell them, you know what? I went to church on my phone. I went to church at work. I went to church in my living room. I went to church wherever you want to. Gather Church is bringing the church to you. Now, for years, for a lot of us who grew up in church, we had to wake up, put on a certain outfit, look a certain kind of way, talk a certain kind of way, and do all of these things to be okay to be in church. We would go to church. We would sing the same four hymns. We would have the same old tired preacher preach the same words at us every week. And we would just say to ourselves, you know what? I need something more. Well, guess what? Gather Church is here to be something more. Um, whether you see me here, you'll see other people soon. All of us are here for one reason, to lift Jesus up and to bring our community together. So I want to say, before we even jump into anything today, I want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for supporting Gather Church. Thank you for being here. Thank you for liking and sharing this video. Thank you for putting it on the internet. Thank you for telling other people about what we're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I want to kind of give you a little bit of an overview real quick of what Gather Church will look like moving forward. Every other week, first and third Sundays of every single month, we'll be in front of you. We will be on the internet. We'll be on our website, uh, which is thegatherchurch.org. We'll be on YouTube, which is just Gather Church. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Instagram. But you will catch us on first and third, first and third Sundays at 10 o'clock a.m. Um, we will also do a rebroadcast every Wednesday at 7. So either it's Sunday morning or Wednesday evening, you'll be able to catch us and come and connect with us. We just want you here. Uh, we love Jesus. We love music. We love community. Uh, and so I want to just let you know that that's what we're going to do. That's what it's going to look like. I'm telling you this now because you will see me a lot over the next few months. I don't have to explain this again. So if you want to know what Gather Church is like and you want to know what Gather Church, the experience is going to be like, go back to this video. Um, Finally, last thing I'll say before we jump into the word today, Happy New Year. We are in 2023. Now, I don't know about anybody else here. I don't know what your testimony is, but I know that I thank God every day that I've been able to last this long. There have been decisions I've made in my life. There have been times that I've done things where I didn't know if I was going to make it. I didn't know if I was going to be alive. And so the fact that we are here, tell God thank you today for being here in 2023. So Happy New Year. Thank you for coming. Uh, whether you came from church last night or the club or neither one or you were at the house, I'm glad you're here with us today at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. Uh, again, first and third Sundays every month. That's where we'll be. That's what we're doing. And we want you to be a part of it. Um, we have some really exciting things coming. We'll talk about those later. I'm not here to give you all the announcements. Follow our Instagram page if you want to know all the announcements. Follow our Facebook page if you want to know all the announcements. Follow our website if you want to know all the announcements. But that's not what we're here for today. We're about to get into 
the word. The one thing that we are really important and we care about a lot here at Gather Church is the Bible. We care a lot about what Jesus said. It's not about what I say. It's not about what any other pastor gets up here and says, but it is very simply put about what Jesus said. And so what we want to do is share that message of Jesus with you. So let's get started. Um, I'll tell you a story. So a couple months ago, I was on the phone with a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Cassandra. Hi, Cass, if you're watching. I was on the phone with my friend Cassandra. We were just talking and catching up and she was at work. She was at work and something was going wrong with her computer. Her computer was messing up. It was messing up her job that day. She was frustrated. She was annoyed. And so she said, what do you think I should do? And then we were talking about all the things, all the technical things you could do to possibly make it different. And then she said, wait, I just got a chat from my IT department. They said, in order for my computer to start working again, a restart might be required. I stopped her and I said, what did you just say? She said, what? Restart required. And I was like, Kaz, I'm going to preach that. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I'm going to preach that. And she was like, no, you're not. And I was like, I'm going to preach that. So like three days later, I came to her and I said, I told you I was going to preach that. I got a message that's called Restart Required. So I want to share it with you today. So number one, let's go into scripture real quick and see what Jesus says before we jump into anything else. This is what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God says this. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not know it? I am making a way in the wilderness and making streams in the wasteland. So this is a new year, right? Everybody comes into the new year. They always want to do something new. They always want to do something different. They always have these grand ideas of what they're going to do. We all make lists of New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to be better with my finances. I'm going to do my taxes this year. I'm going to pay my bills on time. All of these things that we do when the reality is that we don't do them for anybody but ourselves. I believe that God wants us at times to stop what we're doing and to restart. So I'm going to give you just a couple of things today, a couple of encouragements that I can just encourage you with that hopefully you can take with you and hopefully you can start to set your new year up in a way that'll be successful. So if you're a note taker, number one, number one is this, in order to get where God is leading you, you must, for, you must first forget the past and look ahead. How many times, how often do any of us get caught up on the things that we used to do? Have you ever sat around your friends long enough and you're like, dang, all you ever do is tell me stories about what didn't work right in the past or what didn't happen in the past or what didn't go right. And you never tell me anything about the future. At times it gets very boring. I know I was talking to a friend of mine recently. This is me talking. And I was just like, dog, shut up. And he was like, what? And I was like, shut up. You dwell so much on the things that went wrong in your life and you don't care anything about what is happening. God is a God of the future. God wants to bless you. God wants to radically change your life. God wants to make your life better than it was before. And so because God is a God that wants to be better and do more and exceeding of whatever it is, 
He don't care about what happened before. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened last month. It doesn't matter about the last time that you fell, which a lot of people sometimes will try to remind you of. Let me help you today and let me deliver you from something. You are not defined by your past. I'll say that again. You are not defined by your past. We all make mistakes. We all do. We all make mistakes. We all do things that maybe are not right. You are not defined by your past. We have a God that is a God of love and a God of forgiveness and a God of restoration. You are not defined by your past. So in order for you to keep going forward in your life, in order for you to keep continuing forward, you got to forget about the past and you got to keep going to what God is having for you to do. Number two, if you're a note taker, this is for you. If you ever don't know what God is asking for you to do, look for him. Look for him. Jesus said this. He said, seek me while I may be found. Jesus is waiting and willing and open to radically change your life. But at the same time, he's not going to chase you. Jesus is not going to chase you. Jesus wants you. Jesus loves you. But Jesus is not going to chase you. And so because of that, seek him out. Find him. Seek him in the space that you know that he is and look for him. If you don't know where Jesus is, can I encourage you with something today? Look for Jesus at the last time you heard him speak. Look for Jesus at the last place that you heard him speak because he's probably still there. He's probably still there. And so it's important for us to understand to look for Jesus and let Jesus change your life. And then finally, number three, super simple, super simple. Jesus thrives in the details. The Bible says this in Jeremiah, for I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future and an expected end. Hebrew says, thanks be to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus has already written your story. He knows how it's going to go. He knows all the, all the details, all the small parts that you don't even know yet. Jesus thrives in the details. Jesus thrives in the places and in the small parts where you don't know where he is. That's where Jesus is thriving. He is thriving in the details. And so for you, let me encourage you with this. Let Jesus lead you in the details. You don't have to have all the answers. As human beings, I know. We all want to know all the answers. We want to know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, six months from now, next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. The reality is that we have to learn to trust God because Jesus thrives in the details. That's who he is. So in conclusion, what does this all mean? Uh, A couple of things. Have you ever been sitting at a computer before, a desktop, And you were thinking to yourself, well, how do I restart the computer? Because the restart is required. We all believe that. We have to restart at times to continue with what God is calling us to do. How do I restart, though? There's three really simple buttons. Control, Alt, Delete. Can I encourage you with what those mean today? Are you listening? Do I have your attention? Release your control to the God who loves you. 
alter your circle to follow what his plan is and delete the people who are not pushing you towards Jesus. Control, alt, delete. It's that simple. Control, alt, delete. So if you're watching this today, as we close, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, number one, maybe you're watching this video and you are what we call God curious. You're not a Christian. You don't do the whole Jesus thing. But you're curious because you know that there's something more there. Can I encourage you? Find somebody who knows Jesus and ask them your questions. You can go to our website and you can ask one of our pastors questions. I'll answer it. One of our team will answer it. That's part one. Um, the second question is, maybe you do know Jesus. You know, maybe you know Jesus and you've been in a relationship with Jesus for quite some time. But you've realized that maybe you needed a restart. And you're asking yourself today, when can I restart? When should I restart? How am I going to restart? You can do it today. Right now. Right now. I'm going to encourage you to pray today. Now. I'm not going to actually lead you in a prayer. I know it's weird. But I want you to say from your heart to God's heart the words that you think that he needs to hear. And in that moment, in that time frame, talk to him. Tell him about what you're dealing with. Tell him about the hard things. And then ask him to come in and to change your life. Because the reality is that if you ask him, Jesus will. If you want him, Jesus will. If you need him, Jesus will. He's a God that loves you and wants relationship with you. He wants to be able to dramatically change whatever it is that you're going through and to make it better. So as we, as we go into this new year, maybe before you jump into all the things that you have on your list to do, maybe you need to control, alt, delete, and you need to restart. Let me encourage you. A restart doesn't mean that you did something wrong. A restart just means it's time to start over. That's it. A restart just means it's time to start over. And so I want to encourage you today. And by encouraging you to restart, encourage you to allow Jesus to be the author of your story. Let Jesus be the author of your story. If you do, he will dramatically and radically transform, transform your life. Jesus, we love you today. We are thankful that you are the God of the restart. We are thankful that you are the God that writes our story. Jesus, as we go into this new year, remind us and show us again who you are in a new and a fresh and an exciting way. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we are thankful. We are thankful people. So as we continue to walk out what it is that you have for us each and every day, help us to never forget who you are 
and what you've done for us. Jesus, we'll remember to give your name the praise because you're the only one that deserves it. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank y'all so much for checking us out today. First and third Sundays, we'll be here. I ain't going nowhere. Jesus is here. I'm here. All your friends are here. So thank you for being a part of Gather Church today. And we will see you soon. childhood. I went through a lot of trauma uh, from a young age up until probably my early 20s. A lot of sexual trauma uh, by various people, uh, various men throughout my life. And because of that trauma and not knowing how to deal with it as a child and not having anyone to guide me through something traumatic like that, I turned to drugs and alcohol. So I started doing drugs and alcohol when I was 12. Um, it was to the point where it was almost daily. I was getting intoxicated at seven o'clock in the morning on the school bus on the way to school. And it continued to be like that for many, many years. I developed an eating disorder. I also self-harmed. 
I tried to take my life um, when I was a junior in high school and almost succeeded. There is many times throughout my life where I should have been dead, either by my own hand on purpose or just by the carelessness that I had towards myself in my life. And um, I didn't grow up in the church necessarily. My family and I, we did go to a church, I think when I was either in middle school or high school, I can't remember, but we stopped going for whatever reason. I believed in God, but I didn't believe in God for me. I was really angry towards Him. I couldn't understand how, if there was a loving Father in Heaven, how He could allow His daughter to go through such terrible things for no reason. And so that kept me away from Him for a very long time. I was running from Him for a very, very long time. And. Um, there was a while ago where my sister found a church and she invited me every Sunday for about a year and every Sunday I would say no until one day I decided to say yes. And I did and ended up going and was completely moved by just a song that was playing. And I raised my hand to be saved even though I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that I wanted God to be a part of my life. But I wasn't willing to let go of the lifestyle I was living at the time. And so I continued down that, that path with the drinking and the drugs and the sex. Um, just trying to fill this void, this hole that I felt was created and left by all of the men who had abused me throughout my life. And um, I just kept running and running until God literally stopped me in my tracks. About five years ago, I was drunk driving and I crashed my car into a pole and I broke my back. And that was the moment where I literally had my eyes open and like, what am I doing with my life? Really, what am I doing? And it was almost like in that moment, God revealed to me every single time he had saved me, every single time he had been there for me, holding my hand, every single time his heart was breaking alongside mine for the things that I was going through. And um, I was extremely embarrassed by my decision and by the consequences of my actions and I was suicidal at the time and just again wanted to run away even after that I wanted to run away start over somewhere completely new um, financially I could not do that but I had visited my best friend in Florida and she had started going to a church um, and I whenever I would visit after my back was healed I would go to church with her and I just started having these little God moments where I knew God was speaking to me personally um, in a way that was meant for me in a way that nobody else would understand but me and She told me she was like you need to go back home and find a church You can get plugged into and just get into the middle of it And so I did and I went to the same church that my sister had brought me to and I dove right in and There was absolutely no turning back and there were many times where the devil tried to use my past mistakes my past choices my past decisions everything that I was in the past to try and uh, make me feel like I wasn't worthy of God's love or worthy of the places that he was taking me or worthy of the things that he was calling me to. But God showed up every single time and showed me that he wanted to use those very things that I was so ashamed about, the things I felt guilty about. He has literally brought a person into my life for every single thing I've ever gone through. Somebody who needed to hear someone else, how they got through it. 
And so now I'm an open book. I will literally tell anybody my story. I'm not ashamed of who I used to be because I'm not that person anymore. And every choice that I've ever made has led me to this very exact moment and I would not change it for a single thing. The freedom that I feel is unlike any high of any drug or any amount of sex I've had. It fills me in ways that I cannot even begin to describe. And I look back at my life and I don't even recognize that person anymore. And sometimes I'm like, how did I go so long without knowing you, God? <laughs> like, how did I survive for so long? I have no idea. But I am so grateful for him saving my life because by saving my life, he's helping me to save others from the same lifestyle I used to live, uh, the same choices I used to make. And there's, there's nothing in this world I know now that could ever take away his love for me. It's a love that can never be filled by any human being, any drug, any alcohol, any sex, any relationship. He is literally the only thing that I live for. And I put him first and he provides everything that I need. I love him and I love sharing about him and I will continue to share about him for the rest of my life. He has saved me from addiction. He has saved me from self-hatred. He has saved me from resentment. He has saved me from an unforgiveness in my heart that I never thought I would ever be able to let go of. Um, he saved me from so much like I can't, I literally can't even put into words what he has done for me and I get emotional about it and I'm passionate about it because I would literally be dead if I did not have a relationship with God. And now it's like I'm at the point in my faith where I want more. I don't just want to go to church on Sundays. I want to serve in every capacity that I can. I want to get in my Bible and I want to learn about him and learn about Jesus so that I can continue to share about him not just share about him with others, but like create disciples because that is what we were created to do, was to love one another and to share the gospel, to help other people be saved because we all need it. There's not a single person on this earth who doesn't need him. There's not a single person on this earth who is without sin. We all need a savior. And the only way that we can do that is by knowing him completely and fully.